Hashtag murder may contain explicit and disturbing material and may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hashtag murder. Woo! I'm Scar. I'm Alex. And we're millennials who love murder. And pizza on spring break. <gasps> yeah. Spring break. It is spring break. Well, for us in the, our counties, it's spring break. I guess it's spread out yeah. everywhere in the country. It's who knows? Spring breakers, but so, so lots of people are headed to Mur- almost said Murder Beach. M- Myrtle well, Beach. <laughs> Mur- murder Myrtle Beach is kind of Murder Beach. Yeah, that's true. I hope we don't have any Myrtle Beach listeners, or if you do, I hope you think that's funny. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, we got pizza today. Uh, Actually, I had pizza yesterday. Of course you did. (laughs) Uh, Dustin and Derek and Gaylene and I, uh, we might have drank a bit too much. (laughs) Dustin made pork chops Mm -hmm. and, or no, Derek made pork chops and mashed potatoes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Super good. And then we all had to take a nap and then we ordered a pizza. (laughs) Dustin's favorite thing ever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know what we should do? You should order Order a pizza. pizza. Every time. Every fucking time. Every time we get I'm done like, eating, he's like, you know what we should do? Order pizza. I'm like, Dustin, we just ate a full meal. <laughs> we just finished eating. We had like a five-course meal. <laughs> and you want a pizza. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, also, very exciting news. We have two working microphones. Yep. We have been struggle busting for three months. <laughs> With one microphone. My, one microphone. Because uh, we thought it was just normal, but apparently our little box thingy wasn't... <laughs> We had, a, it up. we had a defective box thing. And then the first plug stopped working, uh, so we had nothing, and then I had to rush over to Guitar Center today and get a new sound thingy. Sound thingy. <laughs> uh, and we're sitting so far apart. Yeah, we can almost not like, touch each other normally anymore. Normally we're like holding hands. <laughs> But it's really exciting. I love uh, I love that we're going to have working equipment now. Mm-hmm. And we both sound the same, and it's it's great. And one day, we'll maybe have, like, that soundproofing foam. Ah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Make, like, an actual studio yeah. and, like, hide all the windows and make a little cubicle. We'll make, like, that on Dustin's honeydew list. Yes. He does like to pick up things from the show. So, Dustin, if you're listening to this, which I know you are, <laughs> we want yeah. that one day. So you better Google it and figure uh, out how to do it. He does. He was mad that we called him a rodeo clown. <laughs> I said, that's the thing you remember from the show? <laughs> you got him a rodeo clown. <laughs> oh, man, that's really funny. Okay, all right, let's get into it. We are taking you guys on a spring break special. Ah, you know, I never really went, I don't think I ever went anywhere for spring break. We, um, I don't think I ever really went anywhere for spring break. We usually just, like, hung out at my abuela's because she had a pool. So we would just, my dad would just drop us off there and be like, have fun, mm-hmm. kids. Bye. Like, bye, see you in a week. Bye. But that was always the thing. <laughs> like, we just... Hung out at her house. Yeah. Because hey. she lives in Ladson, so she's only like 15 minutes away. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. that's nice. A little abuela. A little abuela. Well, she was like five foot. So. That <laughs> she might have been 4'11". <laughs> oh, that reminds me of the movie Coco, um, which mm-hmm. will make me weep uncontrollably. It, that is the only movie I think that makes me sob, <laughs> besides where animals die. Yeah. Uh, speaking of crying, I've cried a lot this week. Um, <laughs> Dramatic. Of crying fits. Uh, so I'm ready to uh, not cry and uh, talk about this uh, brutal murder. You're, I've never heard of this. I haven't I, either. I don't understand how, but one of your favorite people makes an appearance in this. Oh. The Bush family. Oh, oh shit. I thought you were going to say Methany. Not Methany. No, well, <laughs> probably. Oh, a little bit of Methany in uh, here. The Bush family, where they became Texans in Odessa. Great. Yes. Love it. All right, let's do it. We are telling you the story of Mark Kilroy. Okay. Mark 
Mark James Kilroy was born March 5th, 1968 in Chicago, Illinois yeah. to James Kilroy and Helen Kilroy. Okay, the Windy City. Yeah. 19, 1968 is when my mom was born. Yeah, uh, good year. James was a chemical engineer and Helen was a volunteer paramedic. Huh, alright. That's pretty cool. The family moved yeah. to Santa Fe, Texas shortly after Mark was born, which is like a small suburb outside of Houston. Okay. He went to Santa Fe High School and excelled both in academics and extracurriculars like baseball, basketball, and golf. Okay. Because he's white. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we went golfing on Friday. You're white. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> uh, well, I didn't golf. I drive the little cart thingy and I drink. Uh, Dustin golf. Oh, that's right. You're the, he calls them the beer angels. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we went with Peter and Linda. Shout out. Hey. He was also a Boy Scout, member of the student council, and ranked 14th in his class of 210. Oh, ooh, that's smart. Okay. Like, he's your standard, good looking, yep. popular white boy. Yep. Okay. Uh, the basketball team is actually where he meets his best friends, Bill Huddleston, Bradley Moore, and Brent Martin, who he would eventually take the famous spring break trip in 1989. Okay. Yes. All right. So they're all basketball buddies. Yep. Sports ball buddies. Sports ball. <laughs> After he graduated in 1986, he went to Southwest Texas State University in San Marco, Texas, okay. before he ended up transferring to Tarleton State University in Stephenville, Texas, on a basketball scholarship. Okay. So, he's good at the sports ball, apparently. Sure. While at Tarleton, he joined the, oh, I'm going to fuck this up, Lambda Chi Alpha Fraternity? <laughs> I think it's Lambda Chi. La oh, fuck. <laughs> Lambda Chi Alpha Fraternity? Yeah. Okay. I don't know anything about Greek life. I don't either. I think it's Chi. Shit. I mean, I don't know. It could be Chi. I could have just made that up and called you out for no reason. Hey, one of you guys listening, will you ask your pretentious white boyfriend how to pronounce that word? <laughs> Uh, that's funny. Okay. Or we might have some sorority girls that listen. We should ask them. Yeah. Hey. Eventually, he gives up his basketball dreams and transfers to the University of Texas at Austin to major in pre-med. Uh -huh. I took that as he got benched, so then he decided to focus on school. Uh, okay. Because I know how sports ball works. Yeah. All mm -hmm. right. So, he wasn't as good as he thought he was. Yes. Okay. But that's okay, because he's getting his priorities, you know, straight. Yeah. Gonna go focus be a doctor. School. Sure. The other three boys also went to colleges in Texas, so they were, like, Texas is a big state, but the boys were within like you know four or five hours of each other at all times okay so they stayed friends yes okay on march 10th 1989 mark and bradley head from austin to pick up bill and brent from santa fe before heading out to south padre island texas for a last little get together before graduating college okay also the only reason i know the name south padre island is because it was in an episode of criminal minds oh shit you were criminal minds that's how i knew where it was <laughs> i was like oh i know exactly what they're talking about Oh, that's really funny. You have a good memory. I uh, do not. <laughs> As I can you remember know. all things TV. Yeah. At least TV I like. Oh, that's funny. So, okay. after the long nine-hour drive, the guys arrived to a Sheraton hotel to check in and head to the beach. As the weekend progressed, more and more college students started arriving to the island for spring break. So, Scar, you would be living your best life in this place. <laughs> And you're going to see why in just a minute. Okay. So there's tons of beer and alcohol sponsors yes. that had events set up, like free movies, music, oh. surf simulators, Ooh. chances to be on TV commercials, ah. and some even offered free calls to home, because at this point, cell phones aren't a popular thing. Oh, uh, okay. In 1989. Yeah. yeah. So the boys end up getting friendly with a group of girls from Purdue University, and they party with them that night. Ah, all right. Sounds like a good time. Mm -hmm. The next morning, all is fine and well. The guys eat breakfast and go to the beach before grabbing a quick lunch to watch the Miss Tan Line competition <laughs> behind one of the hotels. <laughs> cheeky. Cheeky, as Clinton would say. That's his favorite thing. Oh, yeah. that's cheeky. Oh, that's funny. At least it wasn't a wet t-shirt competition. Uh, 
they did have those as well. <laughs> but funny. it's basically the same thing. Yeah, that's true. Okay. So, Mark takes it back to the hotel after the competition to catch a nap before they all head into Mexico for the little party in that night. Love a good nap. Mm-hmm. Especially whenever you're day drinking. Oh, yes. You, you have to nap. sun tired. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the boys leave the hotel that evening and head towards Mexico. They stop for dinner at a Sonic drive-in <laughs> in Port Isabel, Texas. We're going back to Sonic. Back to Sonic. And Texas, too. And Texas. Yeah. yeah. It all circles back. They love their drive-ins. Yeah. Uh, and they meet another group of girls from the University of Kansas who were also planning a little uh, excursion to Mexico. Okay. So they're getting some... Uh, yeah. They're getting friendly. They're getting a group together. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're all like, right. you know what? We're all going to the same place. You guys just follow us in our car. We'll park in Brownsville, which is super close to the border, and then we'll walk over. Which okay. is pretty normal. Everybody did that. Yeah. All right. So cool. that's basically what they do. They get to the Gateway International Bridge. They park, and then they walk across on foot. Huh. So. I feel like that's the still thing. Uh, you can just walk to Mexico? I don't know. I feel like it's more yeah. checked now. Don't like, you need a passport? <laughs> no? I think you, well, if you're going to Mexico, wouldn't you need a passport? Because they have to stamp it, even if you're not flying. Maybe not then. I don't know. I have no idea. I'm going to Google it. For Sorry. Me. Oh, one moment. One moment, please. Yes, you do have to have a passport. Not sure if you did then, but you do now. Okay. Yep. Interesting. So, uh, Kansas girls, Mark and his friends, get into Mexico that evening and hang out at Sergeant Pepper's Nightclub in Matamoros. That's fun. Yeah. I like that. Is it open? I want to go. Oh, we should go. <laughs> Take Harley with us. Yeah, we'll check and see if it's open. <laughs> and then the two groups went their separate ways. The boys get back to their hotel in South Padre early the next morning. Oh, they were out all night. Oh, they were out all night. So, okay. March 13th, the guys go to another Miss Tanline competition. <laughs> They can't stay away. They they love it. Behind the Sheraton where they're all staying. And then Mark meets up with a former frat bro. Okay. This is like giving me like popped collar vibes. (laughs) The popped collar, the spiked hair. Oh no, that was 90s, not 80s. Yeah, Yeah, that was 90s. Yeah. Well, we're almost in the 90s. It's 1989. So maybe it was making an appearance. That's true. Yep. And those big uh, aviator sunglasses. That's Mm -hmm. a thing. Yep. So he goes and meets up with his frat bro at a uh, party in a beach condo. Okay. So around 10.30 p.m., the guys head back into Mexico and cross the border by foot again. 10.30 is way too late. To, to be going out. Yeah. I'm sure I would have been that when I was a street youth, but uh, <laughs> now I'd be like, no, I'm in bed 30 minutes be... before that starts. No. <laughs> We're in bed at nine. Yeah. Starting your night at 1030. I don't think so. I don't know. That was a early 20s scar. Yeah. Not now. <laughs> uh, so they crossed the border by foot again. That night, Matamoros was packed with tourists. This is like the most popular street in Mexico for like, uh, tourism. Okay. Uh, they had around 15,000 spring breakers <gasps> on the main street. 15,000? Alvaro Obregón. Oh my. Okay. Uh, Okay. The appeal to this is because Mexico has super cheap alcohol, and they're not as strict about ID checking. Okay. So all these street youths are just looking for a fun, cheap time. Yeah. Most of them are probably like 19, 20 as well, and not old enough to drink, so they're getting away with it by going over to Mexico. Okay. All right. That checks out. So, I feel that. Boys get into Matamoros, see how packed all the bars are, so they just choose the one with the shortest line, which happens to be Los Sombreros. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. It's I your, like that. It's your typical college tourist bar. They had some rock music playing, up obnoxious neon lights and wonderfully cheap alcohol because that's what we're all really here for yes <laughs> the guys hang out there for a little while and then they head out to the london pub aka hard rock cafe yeah okay to continue the party this bar was popping <laughs> music was loud people were being crazy throwing beer drinks it was insane so mark finds some girls to hang out with and his friends kind of lose sight for him a while okay because that's what always lose your your boyfriends they find a girl ah okay so he ran off with the little lady yeah he, he okay. saw some pretty girls that he liked and he went to go get friendly okay sure so around 3 a.m bill huddleston tells the boys it's getting late and they should get back to their south padre hotel okay as bill and the other two guys are coming out of the hard rock they spot mark chatting it up with one of the girls from miss tan line 
Oh, it was a tan line lady. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And at this point in the night, it's closing time for the bars, and the streets are packed with tourists heading back over the border. Like, imagine, like, closing time at Disney World. <laughs> That's what it looks like. <laughs> Which is the absolute worst. It's the fucking worst. Like, if you're leaving Disney, it's going to take two hours to get if back to your car. If you amusement park, <laughs> I just, like, grab onto the back of Whitney's shirt, and she just pulls us through the crowd. Uh, she's she, gonna get shit done. She is. She's getting out of there. Uh, the we were on vacation one time and we went to uh, the Trop to see the Dodgems play the the Rays. Oh, okay. And Kershaw was signing autographs and I was freaking out because I had a ball. I had an empty ball in my hand and a marker. And Whitney was like, "Give me that shit." And she marched down there, shoved a child and two grown ass men, and just like put her hand out with the ball, looked all friendly, and she was like, "Can you sign this, please?" And she like looked at me behind me with what shitty. Grin shitty, on her face. shitty grin and I was like okay she's like here she you go she shoved a small child yep she's like here you go honey if we get divorced I'm keeping the ball and I was like that's fine yeah cause I did this for you that's funny anyway it was popping okay so streets are packed it's making it really difficult for the guys to kind of walk together in a tight group so they're kind of like bouncing back and forth you know? okay kind of losing each other finding each other yeah and I feel like okay. with boys it's probably different but like with girls we usually try to stay really close together or like hold arms or hands or something yeah we're gonna stay in a pack yeah we're like we're grouped we're gonna create one of those whips but I think like boys are more like <laughs> so yeah we'll meet up whenever we meet up Bradley okay. Moore and Brent Martin get separated from the group and they walk to a restaurant called Garcia's close to the border to wait for the other two okay so they're basically spot. like yeah so they're basically like waiting outside being like yo we'll spot them as soon as they come walking okay so now this is where Mark is last seen before his death uh, okay Mark stopped close <laughs> to the steps of a residential home on Alvaro Alboran to say goodnight to the woman he was spotted talking to earlier in the night from the tan line from the tan line okay when the guys were all like leaving the bar for the night so he was probably kind of like walking her home per se okay so Mark is saying goodnight to this lady friend and waiting on Bill Huddleston to walk towards him so they can meet up with the other two guys okay Bill ducks into an alley really quick to use the bathroom and when he yeah <laughs> okay just whips it out been there done that I, I feel like yeah and when he walks back out he can't find Mark anywhere he meets up with the other two Garcias and they haven't seen Mark either so now Mark is missing yeah so he, and he was only gone I mean they only didn't see him for a very briefly yeah I mean it was a drunk piss so I would assume like you know maybe a minute at most you just gotta whip it out shake it and then done like <laughs> so the guys start looking around for Mark and search for him for several hours until around 5.30 a.m. And when they can't find him, they maybe think that he was just waiting by the car for the guys. So they walk back into Brownsville. Because <sighs> we don't have cell phones, so we can't text him or check find my friends to see where his bitch ass is at. Yeah. Okay. So, while well, Mark was not at the car or anywhere near it that they could see. So they waited around for a few minutes and then head to the hotel, assuming Mark just hitched a ride with somebody else. Because they did see him talking to that other girl. Yeah. So they're uh, like, yeah. okay, maybe he's getting freaky with the girl. Yeah. I'll check back later. We don't want to cock block. Him. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's it's boys, so you know. But never leave your friends. Yeah. When you're out, especially in another country. Like I know that you were just like walking across the border. Yeah. You know, maybe you shouldn't leave until you know that they are secure and safe. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. You know, keep track of your buddies, especially if they're drunk. Use the buddy system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the boys get to the hotel, crash for the night, wake up the next day. Mark is still nowhere to be found. Yeah. And his friends then contacted the police to report him missing. Yeah. Oh, I wonder if they take this seriously. I guess we'll find out. We are. <laughs> yes and no. Um. Okay. This pisses me off. 
Oh, okay. You'll you'll know. Great. So the whole situation starts out pretty routine. The investigators automatically assume there's nothing to worry about and that it's just a really hungover college kid that will turn up in a day or two. Yeah. As it's happened in the past several times before, South Padre Island is like spring break destination. Party central. So like they just, they get that shit all the time. Yeah. Uh, But that's no reason not to take things seriously. Do your due diligence and investigate. Yeah. Waste the resources if you must, but it's like better to be safe than sorry. It's very true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 30 people, including Mark Kilroy, had been reported missing in Matamoros, January through March, 1989. In three months? Three months. Uh, so almost 10 a month. Oh my. Okay. But just this, from this one spot? Just from that one spot. Damn. Okay. But this case got a little special attention due to Mark's relatives. Okay. I, Mark, I feel like I know where this is going. Oh yeah. Oh shit. You know my feelings. Okay. Mark had an uncle who at the time was working in the U.S. Customs in Los Angeles. Oh. Uh, I thought you were going to say his uncle was George Bush. <laughs> And that was the break in the case. Mark Kilroy's <laughs> uncle is George it's W. George, Bush. George W. George W. Oh, that's funny. Okay, sorry. Continue. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, so, uh, Mark, he had that uncle working in customs. How nice it is to be a good old white American man. Yeah. If, you know, none of these other missing people matter just as much. Yeah. Let's focus. Let's not worry about the other 29. Yeah. Let's focus on the one, one. white boy. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Oh, shit. Okay. So when his uncle got the news, not saying that he shouldn't have been worried about, they definitely should have been worried about. Yeah. But, you know, maybe it's a red flag and you should alert travelers to maybe keep an eye on people when they're in Matamoros. Yeah. If 29 people had gone missing before Mark had. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's true. Okay. So when his uncle got the news of Mark being missing, an entire task force was created in Brownsville to find Mark. Well, okay. Entire task force. <laughs> Which I learned earlier today. Um, I was watching a Green River Killer documentary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, their task force, I think, had 50 people in it. Oh, shit. It was a lot. The um, Atlanta Child Murders. Like, yeah. They had a lot, too. I gotta cover that one, too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So, task force. Uh, anyway, immediately there's some tension between the Bronzeville cops and the ones in Matamoros. The Matamoros PD is afraid that the attention the case is getting is going to deter tourists from uh-huh. coming over the border in Brownsville. Yeah. And the town's economy relies heavy on it. Yeah. They don't want their tourists. Uh, tourism money to be going down the drain because there's 30 missing people. Yeah, they they bank on people, you know, at South Padre Island coming over to Matamoros uh-huh. to buy their cheap alcohol and party all night. Yeah. So they start suggesting that Mark must have disappeared in Brownsville and not Matamoros. Mm, Mark's okay. friends adamantly deny this claim. They know where they last saw him and it was definitely not in Brownsville. Yeah. Oh, it didn't happen here. It didn't happen here. Where you guys were. Yeah. It didn't snows goes. No. So the Mexican Federal Police cooperated with the U.S agents and actually assigned a few agents to accompany some U.S. agents in Matamoros when they were questioning potential witnesses, working leads, tips, etc. Oh, okay. AKA, they wanted to keep an eye on the U.S. agents. Oh, okay, got it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was agreed bu- upon between both agencies that they thought foul play was involved, finally, and that it could have been potentially drug-related or a robbery gone wrong. Yeah, okay. But leads were short and drying up quickly and they weren't sure what direction they should head in. Okay. So, the customs agents also took Mark's friends down into Matamoros to retrace their steps and see if they could find any evidence or leads. Okay. They also searched the Matamoros jails and hospitals for Mark as well, but came up empty there. Yeah. It's always good to check jails and hospitals. Yeah. You know. Uh, a hip- hypnosis? A hypnotist <laughs> there you go. was hired to put three friends <laughs> under to see if they could pull out any more clues or descriptions oh, from Oh, that's fun. I like that. You know I've always wanted to be hypnotized. Of course you do. Because I don't think it would work, but I, if it did 
work. Well, you I have to, be like, fun. be completely relaxed and, like, focused. And I don't think you could do those two things at the same time. That's true. There's, um, there's this video I watched on YouTube where this guy hypnotizes, like, all of these... He goes to a high school and hypnotizes all these teenagers and they all just kind of slump over in their chairs at the same time. And they do all kinds of weird things. <sighs> so, hypnotist was hired, put three friends under, see if they pull out any more clues or descriptions. Bradley Moore, while under hypnosis, claimed he saw a young Hispanic man with a scar on his face wearing a blue plaid shirt talking to Mark shortly before he disappeared. Oh, Scarface. Okay, sure. That's a pretty good description, too. That's a very good description. Especially for being <laughs> hammered. Like, you knew the scar, the shirt. That's, yeah, that's the scar right, you the scar right there. Redemption. <laughs> I kind of look like Harry Potter. <laughs> Okay. Elston <laughs> claimed the unknown man said to Mark, hey, don't I know you from somewhere? But he couldn't tell if Mark answered or not. Oh, it could have been a ploy. Mm-hmm. Like, don't I know you? Don't I know you? Yeah. So, none of the friends can pinpoint an exact location where they last lost track of Mark, but they know it was in between leaving the bar while they were walking back towards the border in Brownsville. So, okay. it was in between leaving the bars and before they got to Brownsville. That's where they lost him. Yep. And the friend went to go take a pee, and then he talked to the chick, and then that was it. Yep. Okay. Because the friends could not tell exactly where they lost Mark, the investigators seem to think this pointed towards a robbery versus a kidnapping ransom since none of Mark's family had received calls yet requesting ransom money. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Alright, that checks out. So, at this point, they're assuming Mark is dead and his body hasn't been dumped, has been dumped somewhere in a remote location, so they get our buddies in the U.S. Border Patrol to look through and around the Rio Grande River with helicopters and terrain vehicles, but they did not find his body. Okay. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, I feel like that's kind of quick to jump to dead body, right? I, no? I don't know. I guess it hasn't been that long, right? Well, I guess because he didn't get a, they didn't get a ransom, so they're just assuming that this is a, like a kidnap or robbery gone wrong, so they assume like he's dead. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Because he was alive, it's probably because someone wanted to earn money off get of him. Get some money off of it. Yeah. Okay. I think that was kind of their thought process. Yeah. Because right. he's like an upper class white guy, so they're probably thinking that his parents have money. That's very true. So. He is George Bush's nephew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was so stupid. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> so, Mark Gilroy's parents were in Rio Grande during the beginning of the investigation and offered a $15,000 reward to anyone that offered information that would locate their son, and they also handed out more than 20,000 flyers. Oh, wow. Okay. Kilroy's parents met with Attorney General Jim Maddox, Texas Governor William Clements, and U.S. Senator Lloyd Benson to assist them on the investigation. Huh. Okay, that's a lot of people. That's some white motherfucking privilege. <laughs> That's so many people. Yep. Okay. And that's so many high up people. Oh, yeah. Damn. Okay. And they were told they were going to try and involve the governor in, fuck, how do you say this word? Tamalipas? 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 Tamalipas. Tamalipas. <laughs> Anyway, okay. the governor, to try and get the Matamoros residents more involved with their son's disappearance and recovery. Okay. So now they're reaching Body out recovery. to the... Yes. Okay. Huh. All so, right. friends and family of Kilroy's hometown in Santa Fe traveled down to Matamoros and handed out flyers and offered reward money to anyone that could help locate Mark. Okay. Like, some, some good, like, culture here and, like, sense of, like, uh... They're trying. Yeah. So, okay. while this is going on, the U.S. is praising the Mexican authorities for being so cooperative when in reality they were pissed and mistrusting of them because of how slowly they were acting during the investigation. So they thought there was potential that one of the Mexican officials could have been involved in Mark's disappearance and they were trying to cover it up. Oh, okay. So they were like, oh, they're doing a really great job. We really appreciate all of this. And then they were like, oh, behind their backs, they're like, they fucking suck. They're so slow. They're not. They like, could have been in us on all it. the information. What the fuck is going on? Yeah. Oh, and I mean, 30 people have disappeared yeah. at this point. Uh, they ain't with it. Okay. So on March 26th, Mark's case was showcased on America's Most Wanted. Oh, 
Ah, callbacks. Mm-hmm. Okay. This did turn up several leads and calls to police, but as this happens every time a case gets national attention, a lot of folks were just calling in to get false leads in order to hopefully get the reward money, and mm-hmm. nothing really panned out. Damn. Okay. A couple days after this, Mark's parents returned home to Santa Fe. Okay. The community really rallied around the Kilroys during this time, and the residents raised money through garage sales and car washes to help the Kilroys with their search of their son. All right. Which I think is pretty cool. They're turning into small businesses. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, a break in the case finally comes on April 1st, 1989. Okay. Mexican federal officials were mandating a drug interdiction. Yeah. Checkpoint. They're, yeah, they were doing a checkpoint when they spotted a vehicle that ran through the roadblock without stopping to get checked. Oh. Fucking roadblocks, man. Those are fucked up. I, <laughs> you know how many roadblocks I've avoided in my life? Oh my god. <laughs> you see those lights in that line of cars and you're like oh I did need to turn I did need to turn I didn't mean to make a U-turn I needed to turn on this one way cul-de-sac so the vehicle sped through the international border between Texas and Mexico and went through Mexican Federal Highway 2 oh okay this checkpoint was not even a part of the task force set up to find Mark this is a completely unrelated program that was meant to bust major drug rings that were smuggling across the border so this thing's halt completely different than Mark's case okay unrelated because they, they got a lot going on with his case but yeah. this is no thing to do. No, okay. This is purely looking for drug busts. Okay. So, the police follow this car in an unmarked vehicle as to not draw attention to themselves. Great job, police. Yeah. Okay. The suspect then traveled outside of Matamoros to the Santa Elena Ranch and stopped. The unmarked police vehicle stopped and kept distance between the two cars as to not draw suspicion. Okay. After a half hour, the unsub left the ranch and drove back into the city and so officers moved in on the ranch where they find cult paraphernalia and traces of the devil's lettuce. Oh. Not the devil's lettuce. The devil's lettuce, I tell ya. <laughs> Let there be a cult, but not, not the, the devil's, devil's lettuce. lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's... And this is where things get... <laughs> Let's see what happens. Real spicy. Oh, boy. Okay. On a later search, they also seized 243 pounds of marijuana. <laughs> okay. That's a lot of devil's lettuce. <laughs> Yeah, all right. 108 grams of cocaine. Hey, that's a good time. 12 illegal <laughs> firearms, including three submachine guns. Oh, okay. And 11 illegal vehicles. All right. Some of the vehicles even had car phones, which I thought was really cool for the time. But my dad had a car phone and he thought he was fancy. Yeah, I actually had a car. You had a car? <laughs> I had a car that had a car phone. It was a 1996 um, Audi something. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but it had a car phone, and I always really wanted it to work. Um, well, the car barely worked. The car barely worked. <laughs> I just want the phone to work. I just wanted the phone to work. I thought that was really fun. Okay. So, uh, the police uncover through diligent investigating that the driver of the unknown vehicle was Serafin Hernandez Garcia. Okay. Who just happens to be the nephew of a local drug lord. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, we have a drug lord called leader um why are you gonna ruin everything for me oh sorry you ruin the surprise <laughs> sorry it's i was fine. using I got some context clues okay <laughs> police don't immediately arrest garcia and instead take the time to gather more evidence and information before making a move yep they want to gonna... they want to get their ducks in a row yep exactly uh, so they utilize informants in matamoros to inquire on the uh family business okay aka organized crime and they start making some arrests all right on april 9th which i feel like is really quick investigative work like eight days and you've got a whole bunch of stuff like that's pretty good all of this has happened in eight days yeah a little over a week <laughs> oh shit so time is moving quickly okay they return to the ranch and arrest garcia his uncle elio hernandez or elio hernandez rivera david serna valdez 
Sergio Martinez, Salinas, and Domingo Reyes Bustamante. Ooh, Bustamante. Mm -hmm. I like oh, that. My best friend in high school, her last name was Bustamante. <gasps> that was really cool. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, Bustamante was the ranch's caretaker. Okay. Valdez and Selena were cult members at the ranch. Okay. So, all right. <laughs> yep. While all these cult and drug lords are detained at the station, the investigators are questioning another one of the caretakers at the ranch who identifies Mark Kilroy and states that he saw him at the ranch in a shack towards the back of the property. Alive? Yes. Okay. And then not. Oh, okay. Sorry to ruin that for you. Oh, shit. Okay. So... Garcia is interrogated separately, and he admits several people, including Mark Kilroy, had been killed at the ranch in Santa Elena, and they were ordered by Adolfo Constanzo, oh. who is a cult leader that practiced ritual human sacrifice. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh no. Could you imagine going to spring break and then just becoming the victim of a human ritual sacrifice? Black magic human sacrifice. <laughs> that is the oh, worst spring no. break ever. Yeah. Damn. And they, I mean, they just picked him up real quick. Yeah. Buddy went to go take a pee. Well, they probably like already minute, picked up, boom. you know, dozens of people before this. Damn. You think they just like rolled up in a van and just like whoop back over the head, get in the van. Like a movie style? Yeah. I think so. I, it's pretty much what they're doing because they distract you by asking you a question and then oh, shove you in the Oh, the guy vehicle. said, don't I know you? Don't I know you from somewhere? And uh, he's like, which, oh. why would you know anyone in another country? No, sir. And a white boy <laughs> from Texas, you know him? Yeah. Get, get with it. Uh, Okay, so Constanzo had the belief and spread this to his followers that killing the people and performing the ritual would give supernatural protection from law enforcement to the gang while they were running the drug ring. Ah, uh, okay. That makes so much sense. Yep. <laughs> Oh, no. Uh, I've never heard of this. <laughs> I hadn't either. I, this is crazy. Guys, I just Googled spring break murders, trying to find a spring break case for you. Like a fun, lighthearted. Yeah, fun, lighthearted. <laughs> like maybe some Florida man stuff. And I found this. 30 people have been sacrificed. <laughs> oh, shit. Wait till you see how they sacrifice them. Oh, my. Okay. So, Constanzo ordered the gang to find white, a.k.a. gringo, men for the sacrifices. Okay. Garcia claimed that he and the other members of the cult slash gang had hung out with the spring breakers in Matamoros looking for a victim. Kilroy was standing a little distance from his group of friends, so, the Gar so Garcia and another cult member, Malio Fabio Ponce Torres, lured him close to their trunk and pulled him in. Ah. Uh... So, yes, you were right. Okay. So, Damn. Kilroy was actually able to escape at one point and ran, but he quickly oh. was captured again by another one of the gang members who was traveling in a separate vehicle. Damn. Who took him at gunpoint. So they knew what they were, they knew what they were doing. Yeah, they even had a backup plan. They'd done this before. Damn. So they handcuffed him and stuffed him in the back of that car. Oh, that's so scary. Yeah. I'm never going on a spring break again. I'm never going anywhere. <laughs> That's a lie. Dustin and I are going to Utah next month. Utah! Utah! Seeing Kylie getting married. Hi, Kylie! Hi, Kylie! <laughs> and Brennan! And Brennan! Yeah! Oh, it's gonna be a good time. Back to the story. <laughs> the gang drove him out to the ranch in Santa Elena and left him in the car overnight. Which, like, it's it's hot. hot. Yeah. That's hot. And I guess it didn't have one of those trunk pulley, trunk pulley things. Thingies. Probably not, no. Yeah. I've always wanted to try the, one of those out. <laughs> to see if it actually works. My car has one. <laughs> it does? Yeah. Not that I really, really need it because you can get over the back seat from my car. It's not like yeah. an enclosed trunk. But yeah, no, my car has one. Oh. Can you put me in the trunk later? <laughs> can I put you in the trunk? <laughs> can we try it out? Whitney's car has it too. 
So the gang drove him out to the ranch in Santa Elena and left him in the car overnight. There we go. Yes. One of the caretakers came to Mark in the morning and gave him some eggs, bread, and water. Okay. How nice before yeah. you kill him. Oh, man. Shortly after he was watered and fed, Constanzo and some of the cult members went out to see Mark, and they subdued him with handcuffs and duct tape and walked him through the back of the ranch to a storage facility. Like the shed, like shack thing. Okay. Right. Uh, this is a trigger warning. Some uh, really awful torture and rape happens. So if you do not want to hear any of that, skip through a few minutes. Okay. Oh. Maybe like two. All right. So while being interrogated, you can't skip through though. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> so while being interrogated about which member of the cult killed Mark Kilroy, all four suspects responded El Padrino, which uh. means the Godfather. Oh, okay. The Godfather in this case is no other than Adolfo Constanzo. Uh, the ringleader. The ringleader. Okay. After being interrogated further, why did I write that? After being interrogated, five more arrest warrants were issued for the remaining cult members, including Constanzo and 24-year-old Sarah Alderete, who was a student at Texas Southwest College in Brownsville. Who was 24 known years old? Female? 24. Oh, okay. And she's basically like the mother of the cult. Oh. Yeah. She was known as the godmother or the witch. Whoa. I would love to be known as the witch. That's a good title for just being mm-hmm. 24 years old. I like yeah, that. Yeah, she's the witch of a cult. <laughs> This is so bad. So, throughout the night on the 15th, Constanzo tortured and sodomized Kilroy. After this night of horror and torture, they lead Mark out of the shed and killed him by chopping him in the head and neck with a machete. Yes. Oh my god. This is horrible. Horrifying. It gets even worse. Then they oh. took out his brain, <gasps> boiled it in an African metal pot into a stew. Oh no. Constanzo would consistently use this pot to make stews out of both human and animal remains. Oh my god. Like when a brew. A- yeah. Oh man. So nasty. Yeah. When authorities searched another iron pot on the property, they found remnants of a human brain, mm. a goat's head, chicken feet, a turtle, a horseshoe, coins, animal blood, and some herbs and spices. So they were literally brewing like yeah. A potion And then of just sorts. sprinkling some Old Bay seasoning in there. Oh my god. Yep. That's so bad. Oh, I hate this. Oh, and it's gonna get worse. I yep. read ahead. Yep. You shouldn't have read ahead. <laughs> Kilroy's legs were then dismembered from his body, and then they inserted a wire into his spinal column, so that once his flesh had decomposed off of his body, they could pull his bones out by the wire. Once the bones were pulled out of the ground, the cult members would wear the bones around their necks as jewelry to ward off the danger. And the reason they put the wire into their spinal column was to make it easier to pull the bones out of, like, the ground. They made it like a thread. Yeah. Like a... And you just boop. Oh my. Did you see how far my, yeah. my job was on the ground? Oh fuck. Oh man, this is wild. And this happened, did this, okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. Did this happen to all 30 people? All 29 other people? Uh, I'll get to that. Okay, alright, mm-hmm. keep going. So, uh, the cult dug a hole on the ranch grounds and buried Mark. Garcia took the authorities in the spot in the ranch where the body was buried. It was marked by the wire sticking out of the ground. That's another reason they used the wire. Yeah. Oh no. Okay, okay. So, now here's a fun part of the story just some fine ass police work is it collecting really evidence is it really fun <laughs> well let's, it, it's kind of like that uh kiss and kill murder that kind of police work oh great go get that body <laughs> you go in there you go in there and get that body <laughs> so on april 11th this is three days after they've taken these guys into custody this has happened so oh yeah they're fucking on it god the okay. mexican police took garcia and the four other suspects back out to the ranch and forced them to dig up the graves at gunpoint <laughs> fucked up. It's like a fucking movie. Like, I'm pointing this fucking (laughs) AR-15 at your head. You better start digging. (laughs) 
Uh, I'm tired of digging grandpa. <laughs> That's too damn bad. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. So Whitney loves that movie, by the way. Oh, that's a great movie. Yeah. That's one of my favorites. That's the first movie I saw in theaters uh with a friend. Like oh, no parents. No parents. Yeah, it's great. Okay, keep going. Here's another trigger warning. Okay. They ended up digging fifteen bodies up. <sighs> all were mutilated males that had been killed within the last nine months. Oh my. And this kid was missing for like a week. One week. Yeah, a week. And the, some of these people have been missing for nine months? Mm-hmm. Damn. Most of the bodies were part of rival drug gangs in the area and not random victims like Mark Kilroy. Oh, okay. Three of the 15 victims were unable to be identified. Damn. Because they were probably like, you know. Um, beyond recognition. Either beyond recognition, maybe no dental records, no one filed a missing persons report. Or maybe anything. they never even found their heads. Or That's true. any other identifying features. Or their bones were on somebody's necklace they couldn't find. Oh, man. Yep. Okay. So, every single victim was mutilated and brutalized. Some had been slashed with knives or machetes. Some were shot. One had been burned. Another hanged. It was no. like a body farm. Like, yeah, they're doing like, all kinds of different I things. I really want to go to a body farm. Oh, that'd be so much fun. That'd be so much fun. <laughs> uh, we're going to plan a, a cross country trip. We should take us. Just not tell her. <laughs> tell her we're going to the zoo. Like, what's a body farm? <laughs> We're going to Boone Hall, don't worry. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. So, majority of the bodies had been disfigured. Uh, hearts, eyes, ears, and testicles had been removed from the bodies. Oh, man. So, while investigating the shack where a lot of the torture had occurred, police found a disgusting and vile sight. I saw pictures of this. It looks like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's bad. Oh, okay. I'm yeah. not prepared. I did not read ahead. Um, I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> So, I was going to say, I'm not ready. <laughs> inside, I'm sitting down. Inside that same room where they found the iron pot that held the partial brain matter and animal yeah. parts, they also found the floor covered in animal and human blood. Some candles, wooden spikes, coconut shells, cigars, cane liquor, aka rum, Okay. an iron bed frame, electrical tape, a machete caked in blood, and a hammer. One of the officers called the shack a human slaughterhouse. Yeah. Yeah, yep. so it's literally like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's yeah, what that or like, like a scene from uh, fucking saw yeah that's basically what it was oh man can you imagine just i just want to go on spring break and then i ended up the victim of a black magic drug cult so on april 12th there was a huge press conference taking place at the mexican federal judicial police station in matamoros okay it was originally supposed to be informal but because of the media attention that mark's disappearance had already brought over 250 international journalists showed up to ask questions take photos and get photos of evidence in the crime scene and this, i mean matter of three days mm-hmm. <laughs> new the four, spreads the four suspects actually were paraded out in front of all the reporters and they got to answer questions for them they what? just stood there and answered questions. <laughs> what? This is the weirdest shit I've ever seen. Why was that allowed? I have no idea. Uh- that's so weird. Oh, yeah. Okay. Rivera told a reporter that he was an ordained executioner oh. by Constanzo. Okay. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I W Scarlet, an ordained executioner. <laughs> Here's your little uh, Here's some face receipt. thingy. <laughs> <laughs> While explaining this, Rivera showed reporters the marks and scars all over his torso that were given to select members of the cult gang that showed their authority to perform sacrifices. Okay. So that yeah. was a way of telling each other apart. Uh, by these weird marks and bruises, yeah, and cuts and shit. Okay, uh, the marks were like arrow looking, and they were like made with like a really like hot blade cutting into skin. Okay. <laughs> you should see the face Scarlett's making. <laughs> She's so horrified. Much. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. So, during the interrogation, the four cult members in custody kept referring to a 1987 horror movie called The Believers. Oh. 
which, if you haven't seen it, I haven't. Uh, it's a film about a cult in New York City that conducts human sacrifices in order to gain money and power. Okay. Apparently, Sarah Aldrete had them watch the movie several times, and when they searched her bedroom at her parents' home in Matamoros, they found an altar of black candles in front of a blood-spattered wall. She left her parents' house and was a cult witch leader? Cult, she, cult bitch. <laughs> She's cult bitch. She left it at her parents. Yeah. That's she weird. was a normal college student <laughs> okay. who was also the godmother of a cult. Oh, that's so strange. Okay. Uh, anthropologist. This is giving me bones vibes, by the way. I love bones. <laughs> she would have loved this. She would have. Uh, identified the objects found in the torture killing shack as, um, you a know. Accoutrement. Accoutrement of Santeria. Okay. Which is a Caribbean religion that's a darker mix of voodoo and like has origins in the Congo. Oh, Santeria. I don't Santeria. Santeria. Yes. I ain't got no. Okay. Uh, so, the same experts believe that Constanzo saw himself as the uh, Ogun, oh. which is the patron god of criminals and criminal activity. Yeah. Why does that have a patron god? I want to know. <laughs> Oh, that's... Okay. Oh, yeah. Right. So, Constanzo didn't just come up with this occult ideology on his own. Okay. Uh, in fact, his religion stems back to his mother and grandmother, who were both known to be practicing Santeria in their homes in Miami, Florida. Okay. All Those right. women were Santeras, which is a priestess, and they would hold rituals in their altars at their home. Okay. This came from childhood. It's a family affair. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Yep. Could you imagine how family reunions were? All right, kids, we just gotta go inside. We gotta <laughs> sacrifice one of you. Yep. Who wants to go first? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, I'm unsure if this was, like, a sign of what he would become later, or if it was, like, his mother's influence, but he would also leave dead animals on his neighbor's porches as a child. Ah. There's that, uh, what is that, the triangle? The triad or whatever. Yeah. Dead animals, um, uh, wet in the bed, and setting shit on fire. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Yep. Yep. Uh, Constanzo, who was also a known homosexual, even as a child, would frequent the, quote, peak zone in Mexico City, which is also where he was able to establish himself as a drug lord later on. Okay. Mm -hmm. Huh. All right. He used the dark and morphed religion to prey upon vulnerable people and get what he wanted out of them. Yeah. Like any cult leader. Yep. As their leader. Yeah. He may have been a sadistic asshole, but he also had the ability to be charming and charismatic in order to get people inside a circle to do his bidding. As cult leaders are wont to do. Yes. Yeah. Okay. The best ones, you know, how to do that. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yep. Now, where did things take a bad turn for good old Sarah? Yeah, she's fucking 24. What? Oh yeah, <laughs> wait, do you hear all this shit? Oh no. She was admired and adored at school where she excelled in classes, was president of the Soccer Booster Club, and was named the Outstanding Physical Education Student of the Year. <laughs> So she was, like, well applied. Yeah, and she was also a recipient of the National Collegiate Health Physical Award. Uh, she was successful. Yes. She was a good student yeah. and an athlete. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. what, what totally happened normal. here? Uh, one of her fellow classmates stated that she was friendly and warm and would be the type of girl that always waved and said hi to you, no matter who you were. Okay. Which is just nice and sweet. Yeah. The day after the bodies were discovered, uh, Sarah called into the university and said she would no longer be coming in anymore because she had to work out some personal problems. <laughs> Well, no shit. Yeah, problems in the cult. She's a cult leader. She's murdered people. Yeah. She's the witch. (laughs) When the news came out that she was living a double life as a cult witch, the entire student body was in shock and disbelief. Yeah. And to this day, there are still faculty members and students who think she was innocent. But did she uh, admit? We'll see. Oh, okay. Huh, interesting. And we have a kitty cat in a sighting. She's gonna get in her shoe basket. She really loves shoes. Uh, oh, well, she, she does. <laughs> yeah, she loves my shoes. <laughs> So, uh, in one of her lives, Sarah lived a very normal life as an excellent college student, and in the other, she was assisting a cult and drug lord while practicing black magic. <laughs> 
I just play kickball for fun. I was going to say, you know, some people play kickball, some people make a podcast, yeah. others are cult leaders. Yeah, I read a lot. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't practice black magic cult. Oh, behaviors. man, that's funny. Okay, it was not unusual for students that crossed the border into college to keep their personal and home lives separate from the ones that had lived over the border in the U.S. Ah. So it's really not as unusual as it seems that since a lot of the students at the border school seem to do this. Yeah. But most students don't join a black magic cult. Yeah, I was going to say. Black magic drug cult. Oh, man. Okay. So, uh, on April 11th, the day the bodies were exhumed from the ranch, Constanzo had fled to a Holiday Inn in Brownsville before flying to Mexico City. Okay. Sarah was included in one of the cult members that escaped with him. Four total escaped with him. Okay. And these are the four that have been arrested. No. So there was uh, four that got arrested, and then there's four that actually escaped with him. Oh. Mm -hmm. He is not in custody right now. He is not. And not neither is she. Moment. Neither is she, no. Okay. All right. The U.S. and Mexico then began an international manhunt. Yeah. It just sounds really cool. So it's an international manhunt. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I need to say that in my George W. voice. International manhunt. <laughs> 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 to look for Constanzo and arrest the, the rest of the cult members that managed to get away. Okay, all right. Constanzo's mother was living in Miami, Florida at the time. So that was one of her places checked. The Mexican authorities followed dozens of leads. The one that eventually got them closer to finding Constanzo than they had before came from some witchcraft practitioners and sorcerers in the Mexico City area. Oh, okay. It just gets wilder and wilder. <laughs> There's a lot going on here. They were able to pick up that Constanzo was hiding out in one of the boroughs of the city, and so the department sent 16 officers to go and search the area. Okay. At one of the supermarkets, they spot a man who was trying to buy groceries with American dollars, and they trailed him until he got to an apartment. They staked out the apartment and eventually found out that Constanzo was living there, and the man they saw at the supermarket was trying to buy groceries for him. Oh. Okay. All right. Huh. On May 6th, the police surrounded the apartment to ensue a raid. Love a good raid. Love a good police raid. Before they could begin, begin a black vehicle pulled up in front of the complex, and when Constanzo spotted an officer from the window, he opened fire. Oh, shit. Okay. Constanzo threw coins and cash through the window and burned money on his stove and was, like, throwing it out the window. What? Why? It's a weird fucking dude. <laughs> to get rid of evidence? I don't know. What? Okay. I think he was, like, throwing out the window like fire. Um, oh. It's just weird. <laughs> okay. 45 minutes later, he had run out of ammo and demanded one of his followers kill him and one of his followers, Quintana Rodriguez. Okay. At first, the follower to do that, but eventually he shot them both with a machine gun. Uh, her, or him and uh, Sarah? And the, no, 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 no. That's not Sarah. That's oh. a different, different follower. God damn it. Okay. So, Sarah was arrested at this scene along with several other cult members. Oh. Mm -hmm. I just but threw in the Sarah thing because I thought that was just wild. Like, yeah. college student, black magic witch. <laughs> Uh, the entire cult was found guilty for numerous charges, including capital murder, yeah. drug trafficking, mm -hmm. and torture. D yeah. Only two of the cult members are still at large and were never captured. Two people escaped? Two people escaped. <laughs> Up until Mark Kilroy, a majority of the cult victims were prostitutes, homeless people, and rival drug leaders. High-risk victims, so, aka, people that typically have less people to report them missing, yep. or even notice that they are missing, yeah. or the police just don't find it important enough to focus on them. I wonder why they even went after Mark. I mean, I don't know. I think he, they were just looking for something spur of the moment and thought they could get away with it, but they done fucked up. Yeah, evidently. Yeah. God. Mark was an American college student with connections in law enforcement, and they were easily 
eventually caught after authorities tracked him down to the ranch. Yeah. Had they not taken a victim that was so well known exactly. as Mark, they may have continued these rituals for years to come. Damn. It is speculated that the cult had at least 20 victims, but that number could be as high as 100. Oh yeah, because we have no way of knowing. Yeah, no. And they could have gone on for years and years had they not taken Mark. That's so wild. The Damn. biggest thing that frustrates me about this is that it took one white male student yeah. to disappear for the entirety of the cult to collapse when in reality they should have been found and caught within the first victim. Yeah. Yeah, it's yes. uh, that good old white boy privilege. I know, we all love it. I mean, I'm glad they looked for him, but they should have also looked for the other... 29. Uh, or maybe 99. Nine, uh, yeah, <laughs> we don't know. We don't know how many people they actually killed. Oh, man. Uh, well, that was pretty wild. Yeah, um, I actually couldn't find a fun fact about black magic cults. Weird. Oh, that okay. That wouldn't take forever. Yeah. So I found a little fun history story for you. Oh. I know you love a good fun history story. Yeah, sure. Why not? So this is about the Battle of Los Angeles. <laughs> I chose this one because uh, his uncle worked for customs in Los Angeles. Oh, okay. I was like, this fits. Uh, oh, okay. All right, I yep. got you. So, after the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor during World War II, tensions heightened across America. Okay. That led to the infamous Battle of Los Angeles. Oh. However, it ended up being a battle between Los Angeles and weather balloons. What? What? <laughs> February 24th, 1942, the situation became tenser when a report surfaced of Japan possibly attacking the West Coast. Early the following day, meteorologists launched weather balloons to monitor the weather in an unrelated experiment. Oh my god. The military radar picked up the balloons, but U.S. intelligence mistook them for Japanese aircrafts. All hell broke loose <laughs> and soldiers in Santa Monica began shooting at the non-existent aircraft. Later, the Japanese confirmed they had never attacked Los Angeles. <laughs> and that's the Battle of Los, Los Angeles. Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, that reminds me, didn't, uh, wasn't there some sort of balloon or something that flew over? Oh, yeah. The, the, the Chinese spy Chinese balloon. Spy balloon. <laughs> I, know, I thought that would be funny, too. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, as soon as that thing came over Myrtle Beach, I just took my gun and shot that some bitch right down. <laughs> Oh fuck, that's too funny. Oh, well, that was that was crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, that was cult. our first cult, right? I think that was our first cult because we have a cult special coming, but we haven't recorded it yet. Yeah. Oh, it's a doozy. That's a long. It's going to take a while. You guys are in for a real treat. <laughs> it's probably not going to be out for a couple months. Uh, it's going to take a long time. Uh, but that this was exciting. This mm -hmm. was fun. And yeah. it's spring break. And I had never heard of this before. No. Nope. Uh, very cool. I love it. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate it. Yes. Um, thanks for hanging out. We're going to just, we're going to go be cult, guys. We'll be back. Yeah. The cult. Hey, Wendy can be the leader. Oh, yes. You Whitney... did say she always wanted to be a cult leader. She did want to, <laughs> she does want to be a cult leader. <laughs> Still a dream. We're going to walk out there right now and ask her. <laughs> <laughs> After we join the cult of Katniss. <laughs> yeah. oh, all right. Well, thanks for hanging out. We'll see you next time. Love you. Bye. Bye. Don't join a black magic cult. Stay in school. Don't do drugs. Bye. <laughs> I'm out of breath. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Hashtag Murder. Episodes are written and edited by Alex Lewis and Scarlett Hipton. Our intro and outro music is written and played by Derek Branton. Our cover art is by the lovely Lauren Walker. And our name was created by the most wonderful, supportive, and super hot boyfriend, Dustin Branton. We hope you've enjoyed your time with us. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or ideas, you can reach us at hashtag murderpod at gmail.com. That's H-A-S-H-T-A-G murderpod at gmail.com. And don't forget to tell all of your friends about us. Thanks. Bye.
Honestly, I don't remember how that one ended. Interesting. <laughs> we'll but it was interesting, yeah. Okay, sorry, go on. Don't you blink at us like that. Don't you do that. Go to sleep. <laughs> anyway. Oh, I'm sorry, Katniss, did I offend you? Do you practice black magic? Did we even talk about the Bush family? <laughs> oh, well, welcome in. You are too chunky to be in here. <laughs> oh, buddy. Better. Okay, well, if you guys can hear that, that's George's tale. <laughs> We may have to cut this out. A break in the case finally comes on March. A break in the case finally comes right. on April oh, first. Start over. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, that was funny. Okay. Hypnotize. Hip hop. Hip hop. Anonymous. <laughs> One of them hypnotizing people. Hypnosis was hired. Hypnotist. <laughs> not hypnosis. The U.S. is praising the Mexican tor authorities for being <laughs> tourist. 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 Terrorist. <laughs> While this is going on, 